Hi, if this is your first time listening to the show and you like it, subscribe to the podcast at the end and please give it a review. Share the episode or the show with someone who you think would like it. And to all my faithful listeners, thank you for keep on listening. And if you could do the same, give it a review, share the podcast or the episode. It would be very appreciated. So on that note, thank you and let's get started. Welcome to A Better Lifestyle. I am your host, Richard, and I will be with you throughout this journey. This show is here to empower individuals to do more in life professionally. You will find a variety of topics that will help you to be more productive and more successful. So join me and the professionals from different industries as we bring education and knowledge for more success. Hi, everybody. My name is Richard L'Esperance, and I go by the name of My Man Richard. Welcome to A Better Lifestyle. Today's topic, we're going to talk about branding, and I have a branding specialist with me here today. Her name is uh, Lauren Clement, and uh, I think it's going to be, you guys are going to learn a lot about uh, branding. So uh, she has a lot of uh, experience, and uh, I'm looking forward to this this episode. So please, uh, Lauren, give us a brief resume of who you are in two minutes, let's say, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump right into the topic. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to a number of your episodes and I love your interviews. Um, So I'm obviously you can tell I'm not from um, local. I'm actually was born in New Zealand. I grew up in the bush in New Zealand. My dad ran a YMCA camp in the hills of Hunua, just south of Auckland. Um, And I had a great childhood, um, lots and lots of freedom. Uh, We could run around in the bush and hunt pigs and build bivouacs and just have a great life. It was fantastic to grow up there. Um, But I now live in Australia and I um, love living here because the weather is fantastic in um, the east coast of Australia. It's a little bit warmer than New Zealand um, and it's just an awesome place to live. We're down at the beach most days and I'm sure if you've watched anything to do with Chris Helmsworth or anyone from Australia, you're probably very envious of where they live um, and we're very fortunate that we get to do that so but my background very quickly is um, when I was at school in that um, little country town where I grew up and I was told that I had word blindness I was probably around eight or nine years old and the teacher basically said to me I wasn't quite understanding how to read or write properly and this word blindness um, or dyslexia of course as it was um, was what was stopping me so Sounds like a horrible thing to say to a child that they've got this word blindness problem. But he knew me. He knew me really well, Richard. He knew that anything that you said I couldn't do, and the minute he said I wouldn't be able to get reading, reading and writing properly, um, that was going to fire me up to prove him wrong. So, um, so I um, threw myself into reading. He was a great teacher. He helped me to learn how to see the shape of words in my mind. Um, and then remember how to spell them, um, which is the way that I I continue to learn how to spell. And um, I ended up loving all sorts of books like the Narnia series and Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, all those fabulous book series that I read. Um, Years later, 
um, that dyslexia disability became my greatest asset. And I ended up working in world-leading advertising agencies as a production manager, helping create amazing brands. And I could use the same method of imagining the shape of those logos and the look of the brand to make sure they were consistent and keep them producing them right and so on. So I learned about the science of neurobranding um, as an adult and I, I used my dyslexia as my greatest asset and I've been a personal branding specialist probably for about the last all 10 years. So I started doing it before people even knew what personal branding was. I was a bit ahead of my time. Um, and now most people know what personal branding is, which is great. So it uh, makes my life a lot easier. And I just, I love it. I love helping people understand really how to stand out as a magnetic leader, especially in business, um, so that you naturally attract the right opportunities and the right people um, to follow you. So that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> so you have uh, you have your own business, right? In uh, in branding, right? That's so correct. What, so what do you uh, what do you teach people? How do you work with uh, people? So primarily, I'm a keynote speaker. So I speak at events and conferences most of the time for associations or organisations or companies that have leaders within their businesses who also have to be their own boss um, and they want to keep them on track. So um, franchises, um, direct selling, um, associations and businesses where there's lots of people there who really need to have that responsibility to promote themselves but they want to make sure they're aligned with the brand. So I do a lot of keynote speaking. I also write books. Um, and um, a big part of what I do is helping people guide them so that they can then do the work themselves. Um, and I've got a really cool process that's actually won awards um, for its results and helping people get really clear on what their brand should be. So it's a lot of fun. Okay. So what is uh, what is branding? Uh, a lot of people might think it's only a logo, but uh, it's it's more than that. So what is uh, what is branding really? It's a great question, Richard. Um, in fact, I just wrote an article not that long ago about how I'm sort of a little bit over people who say, "Oh, branding's more than a logo." And I agree with you. There's a lot more to it than that. But a logo does a huge amount of work for your business. Um, you know, if you think about it, I could probably get you to draw the McDonald's logo or the Nike logo or the Apple logo. So the real simple logos that people can remember and they're like visual mnemonics that we just can recall really, really easily. And I know if you've got children, Richard, um, if they even see just the corner of the McDonald's sign while you're driving down the road one day, they don't even need to see the whole place. Just a little bit of those golden arches. And they're like, please, can we stop? You know, I want a happy meal. I want to go and play in the playground. So, you know, you don't need a lot to see a brand to create all sorts of emotions and drive you to change your behavior. So, um, so branding very much is around maintaining a piece of people's memory in their brain and the hippocampus. I always laugh when I hear hippocampus. It reminds me of like a, a hippo turning up at Harvard or something. But the hippocampus in your brain is where all your memories are kept. It's like a map that maps out your past. And it includes feelings and emotions and all sorts of things to do with what you recall. And if you can recall a brand, then automatically you have either negative or positive feelings about it. You have positive drivers that lead you towards it or negative drivers that push you away. Um, so 
That's the same feeling if you've ever been badly treated by a real estate agent or you've had an awful situation at the dentist's or a lawyer ripped you off or gave you really bad advice. You're necessarily going to tie that memory in with branding around all lawyers um, are liars or all car salesmen are cheats or whatever it is. Um, so branding very much is around setting an expectation in the mind of your ideal client um, and helping them to recall you and your business and who you are in a positive light or in a way that you want them to remember you. And the biggest thing, Richard, that brands are is they trigger emotions. And the lovely Maya Angelou said it the best. She said, you know, people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but you, they will always remember how you made them feel, right? So human beings are emotional creatures. We're driven by emotions. I don't say, know what you say about you know, facts and figures and all that, they're important, but we buy based on how we feel. Um, and then we justify it with fact later on. So brands is very much around convincing you to act in a particular way or believe a certain thing or have certain opinions and attitudes based on the messaging that they've created. So it's very much about mind control, I'm afraid, Richard. That's what branding's all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why should someone... Uh think about uh, building a personal brand for themselves or for their business? It's a great question, actually, because personal. everyone asks me the, the question, what's the difference between branding and personal branding? There is actually very little in, in terms of the difference. Based on what I just explained to you, it's about creating an emotion and a memory so that the next time somebody has that problem that you solve, you are top of their mind. You are right there as the, the solution provider. So, you're not constantly lying awake in bed at night thinking, oh, I probably could do with a better accountant. You only think that when you need an accountant, when something's gone wrong or the tax office is on your tail or <clears throat> you don't constantly think, oh, I need to get a really good plumber to come and have a look at my plumbing unless you've got a leaky tap or a problem with your swimming pool or whatever it is. So what you need to do with the personal brand and the reason why you would build it is that you want to become top of mind. You want to be the leader in your space for your audience. And if you are a local service provider, say, for example, I don't know, someone who cleans pools or mows lawns, you're looking at a 50 to, you know, 20 to 50K radius of where you provide that service. So you want to make sure that every single house painter, coffee shop, hairdresser, um, accountant, property investing, whatever it is in the local area, knows that you exist and can refer you in a good light to their customers. So it's about building a reputation. I call it um, an avalanche of influence. Um, and if you choose the right mountain to climb, you go, this is what I want to be known as. This is the, the one thing that I want to have as a reputation in the marketplace you can create a really great avalanche of influence and all of a sudden you're getting referrals from everywhere because everyone's talking about you. So the next time Cheryl or John or Bob or whoever has the problem that you solve, A, you're top of mind, B, you've come with a great referral or recommendation from somebody else and C, because someone else is talking about you, it's not you talking about you, you've got that level of credibility that you're trustworthy and believable and, and so on. So I guess the, the answer to the question is, do you want more business? Do you want to naturally attract people into your business or into your life or into your world 
that are the right prospects? And do you want to have a reputation in the marketplace as being the go-to, um, worth paying, valuable, respected, all those sorts of things? Then if that's the case, build a personal brand. Hmm. How long How long would you say it takes to build a successful personal brand? Uh, three Four. years. Three years? Three years, yeah. And it's funny, the reason I know that is I've worked with hundreds of people to do this and it's about that long. And it almost doesn't matter whether they've got a massive following or a small following, whether they've got a big business or a small business, whether they've been in business for 20 years or they've just started Nothing of that matters. It takes three years to create the momentum that you are instantly getting referrals that everybody knows about you as that go-to. And there needs to be a certain, like, it's almost like a, a checklist of um, credentials that you gain as you go. And the things are like having a really good website that explains who you are and why someone should choose you, having a great social media presence, a perfect LinkedIn profile, speaking, writing articles and books, getting asked to um, be on podcasts or be guests on webinars, um, you know, blogging, all these sorts of things. It takes this time and this effort, but the more of those little checks that you tick off and say, yeah, I'm winning awards for what I'm doing and I'm getting interviewed by the media and I'm doing all these things, it becomes like a snowball effect that the the more you do of it, the more impact you have. But it takes about three years to do that. Hmm. So if someone wants to get started tomorrow, uh, they want to start building their brand, where, uh, how, should, uh, how should they proceed? Where should they start? Great idea. And because it, it takes three years, it's worth starting tomorrow <laughs> or today. Get on and do it. Um, first things first, The the I, I always talk about it as finding your brand true north. So if you think about the compass, a compass is, is like your brand. Um, it keeps you pointed in the right direction. And every time you get an opportunity or someone says to you, hey, you should do this, or you get that bright, shiny object-itis that entrepreneurs tend to have and come up with crazy ideas, it's like a litmus test to help you know, well, should my brand do this? So, so a brand is like a compass. It keeps you on true north. So if you think of a compass, it's got four points, north, west, south, and east. So I always start at west, and west's a great place for you to start to build your personal brand. West stands for what is the problem that you solve and who do you solve it for? So start by thinking what are your natural skills and talents what is your passion and your purpose? What is your experience? What are your qualifications? What have you done that will help you solve problems? And what are those problems? And who are the people that have those problems? And when do they have them? If you can start by figuring that out um, and really working hard on where you're going to position yourself as the, as the problem solver. So not just, oh, I'm a real estate agent and I help people buy or sell property, but is it that you specifically want to work more with families or with couples who are retiring and downsizing um, or upgrading, as I've heard is the latest way of just explaining that, you know, selling off the old house and moving into the beautiful um, townhouse or penthouse or condominium somewhere. Um, so what's the specific problem that you know a lot about that you can go, okay, I'm going to be the expert in this and this is what I want to be known for because People will pay you if you're solving a problem for them. People want you 
if they know you can help them. So, yes, it's great to do what we love, and the Japanese call it ikigai, doing what you love for your for your life, you know, finding that passion that you love and just doing it forever. The real secret to it with personal branding, though, is to get paid <laughs> for doing that. So you need to figure out what the problem is that you solve. Um, every single successful entrepreneur out there figured out the problem. Um, there's a fabulous wonderful entrepreneur here in Australia, Janine um, Ellis, and she started Boost Juice. And she started Boost Juice. It's a fabulous brand here in Australia. They've got, I don't know how many hundreds of stores now, but she started when she came back from the States with her two young children after she'd been on holiday. And in the, in the US, she could get beautiful, healthy smoothies immediately made on the street for her anywhere she wanted just about. She got back to Australia and they didn't have that. And she couldn't find that. So she created those herself and she started two stores and then she grew up from there. And as I say, now she's got hundreds of stores and she's very, very successful. So she's found a problem and she solved it. Um, so what's the problem you solve? Start with that and then you can figure out the rest from there. Uh, speak to us about uh, uh, the umbrella branding. I That's a really that. good, I, I, I love that. that. Richard, this shows that you've either been reading or listening or, or, or watching what I do because not a lot of people talk about umbrella branding. I love the question. Thank you. So um, there's the big thing with entrepreneurs, and it's quite funny actually, entrepreneurs have a different kind of brain. Although it's the same brain, but they've overpowered the fear center, the amygdala in their brains. So they, they've got like a superhuman brain. Um, and they basically, so if you think back to, when you started your business, when you stepped out from the corporate world and started afresh or you said to yourself, I want to be my own business owner, I want to get out there and do that, your brain was basically screaming at you, don't do it, I, I want you to stay safe, um, I need you to have a, a sensible income, I need you to not have to panic about paying the bills and so on. But you basically overpowered the fear centre inside your own brain and told that amygdala, just to be quiet for a minute, because you're going to go and do it anyway. A, a little bit like the teacher telling me I had word blindness and proving them wrong, right? So entrepreneurs have this incredible superhuman brain. The trouble with a superhuman brain is you also have the kryptonite. And the kryptonite for an entrepreneur is that bright, shiny object-itis that I talked about before, that, oh, my goodness, I had an idea in the shower this morning. Let's go and do that. Or, oh, let's start a new business and let's do coaching as well as doing, you know, providing solutions. And let's open up a, an office here. And it's all these ideas that they that we have and we go and act on them. And the trouble with that is you end up spreading yourself very thin and you end up with FOMO, that fear of missing out. And it drives that passion and desire to try and help everyone and, and the saying in New Zealand is you can't help every Mary in the dairy. Um, at the moment, an example of that is Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, in my opinion, will never ever have a same level of personal branding as Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was very, very single-minded in what he wanted to do with Apple. Um, Apple was his life, basically. He lived that brand. Elon Musk, he's got Tesla, he's got SpaceX, he's now got Twitter, he's got all this other stuff going on, right? He's sort of spreading himself thin, all under the umbrella brand of Elon Musk. But there are too many people who don't know who Elon Musk is because he's all over the place. Whereas if you say Steve Jobs, most people know he's all about Apple. So an umbrella brand enables you as an entrepreneur 
to still have those amazing ideas and come up with lots of different ways to create multiple income streams, but they all come under one brand. Um, Virgin's a great example of that, Richard Branson. He's got an awesome personal brand. His whole brand is all about, you know, entrepreneurship, screw it, let's do it, you know, having the confidence as a, a less than confident person that he is to go out there and, and own your dreams. Um, and you can fly on a virgin plane, you can ride on a virgin train, you can go to a virgin um, sports center to keep fit, you can use a virgin credit card to pay for things. So there's all these different business models underneath the virgin brand. But every single one of those modules has the same culture, the same emotion, the same approach, um, the same brand feeling. So that's an umbrella brand is to create one overarching, you know, feeling, emotion, solid brand message. And then underneath it, all the different ways that you can provide a service or create multiple streams of income. And it's a really great way to grow a massive business, but at the same time, infuse every part of your business models with a part of your personal brand. What do you see, what mistakes you see people do when they're doing, when they're trying to build a personal brand? Uh, gosh, they make lots. <laughs> One of the biggest ones I see that really irks me is people, what I would call moving the the furniture in the house or, or dressing the mantelpiece and moving things around and making things look pretty, but not actually getting on and where the rubber hits the road, not actually doing anything to create a personal brand and to create a business. So for example, there's people out there who've had probably four or five personal brand photo shoots this year, um, or they spend all morning playing with their LinkedIn profile, but never actually connecting with people or putting anything worthwhile on there as an article or creating a LinkedIn newsletter or connecting with people and starting proper conversations, getting them off LinkedIn and starting to build relationships with them. Um, people who spend hours and hours and hours on their wardrobe. I mean, I know I wear a lot of red. It's part of my brand. I just happen to like red. Um, but they spend a lot of effort and time on their looks and so on but they're not out there networking and meeting with these key opinion leaders and creating a reputation in the marketplace. So they're all show and no do. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make. Um, I've spent time with people who've spent, oh goodness me, hundreds of thousands of dollars building websites or online programs or writing books and having them printed and they're just sitting in a garage somewhere in boxes and they've done nothing to market and promote themselves. Um, so I guess the biggest mistake is thinking you've got to have all that stuff before you actually go out there and start promoting and talking about yourself and, and getting your services and your business out there. It's so much more important that you are actively asking for the sale. You're targeting your audience. You're out there connecting with them. You're building relationships. You know, you're doing all the important stuff that's actually going to create some results than just playing around the outside, the, the fringes, if you like. And probably, Richard, it comes down to lack of self-confidence. That's all it is. It's they, they're making things look pretty because they've got some level of self-doubt that they're actually not capable of delivering. Um, whereas if they actually went out there and delivered and proved to themselves that they could do it and people are more than prepared to pay you for your services, they would then go, oh, fantastic. Now I can get on and, and really build my brand because I believe that I can do it. So a little bit of self-belief and away you go. 
so what advice would you have for uh for someone who wants to build a a, a great brand well of course richard go buy my book would be the advice <laughs> um yeah absolutely look my books and my my website's got loads of blogs lots of stuff so there's all that but there's loads if you just type into google how do i build a personal brand there are so many really good people out there who are talking all about it so you can certainly learn plenty out there and there's some basics that you can learn as well um i think the biggest thing you can do is and it's weird because it feels like the opposite of what i just said which is to get out there and do it back away a little bit from the world find a quiet space and just discover yourself find a little bit about Ask yourself those important questions. Where do I want to be in three years' time? What does my brand stand for? How do I want to make people feel? What am I really passionate about? What is the problem that I solve? Why am I even here in the first place? What's the legacy that I want to leave on the world before I you know, pop my clogs and, and move on to the next portal, whatever it is? Um, so, you know, taking that little bit of time out because – Richard, I don't know if you're aware, but back in the 1970s, our brains were exposed to about 500 branded messages a day. Today, it's closer to 5,000. So we are totally bombarded and overwhelmed with content. Someone the other day called it infobesity, which I think is like drinking from a fire hose. There's just so much content out there. Turn the TV off, turn the computer off, Get go back to pad and paper or I just got a remarkable the other day which I think is brilliant it's like writing on a, um, a notepad but it's electronic it's so good just take a step back from life find a quiet spot and just do some self-reflection um, and really dig deep into your purpose in life why why you want to be here and and your goals for the next three to five years who do you want in your life what meaning do you want to have what's your purpose here and really start to hone in on what's important to you Mm. Uh, something I wanted to touch uh, as someone is building their personal brand as time passed by uh, people evolve they change like maybe different seasons like uh, let's say for now they're doing one thing and then three years later they're changing but maybe they don't want to do that so how could they make that transition and not really hurting their brand It's a great question and it's a hard one to answer because you're right we are constantly evolving if I look back to where I positioned myself when I first started my per first personal branding consultancy I had a grand plan of of uh, like a top gun themed you know academy it was called the um, ultimate business propeller academy and It had um, a logo that looked like Air Force wings. I think the, the font that the designer used was actually called Top Gun. I was going to come onto stage with my flying jacket on and talk about, you know, taking flight and, and all this sort of stuff. And a, a very good coach at the time said to me, so have you been in the Air Force? And I went, no. Oh, do you fly planes? It's just for a hobby on the weekends. Uh, no, I've, got, I've never flown a plane in my life. So he said to me, how does that make sense with how you're positioning your brand? It's all lots of fun and it looks great and it's very cool and I like Tom Cruise, so why not? But, you know, it really didn't make any sense. So I guess that comes back to that umbrella branding that we talked about before, yeah, that if you can create an umbrella brand based on your emotions, your feeling, your legacy, how you want to make people feel, what you want to stand for, 
you can then create multiple different ways of doing certain things. You can add to that, you can change, you can pivot, you can adapt, you can offer different services over the years, but your, your own personal brand stays the same. You don't change as a human being. So the real answer to your question, I guess, Richard, is if you can align your personal beliefs and values and what drives you with the legacy that you want to have for the world, it almost doesn't matter what you end up doing. And it's open to you as an entrepreneur to develop and try new things and, and change what you're doing, but you don't need to rebrand yourself all the time. You've got a really solid personal brand. People just know you, like you, and trust you. Um, as long as you're not trying to do too many things at once um, and confusing people's brains um, and trying to stay as consistent as you can with your messaging, people follow you. They don't necessarily follow your business. They want to know who you are. So what are the stuff that you're working right now uh, at the moment? Um, well, I'm booking up at the moment for lots of um, speaking gigs. I mean, we're recording this in December, so I'm, I'm getting booked for speaking next year. Um, some of the amazing gigs I'm working with are, are real estate, which is very, very cool. Um, I find real estate agents really struggle with personal branding because, I mean, every agent looks the same. Um, so how do you come up as different? Um, I'm also working with a lot of direct selling companies, and that's another one where you've got to be self-motivated, um, you know, and and look for the no's in life and be really confident that you've got an answer for people. Um, I'm also working with um, franchise companies, which is so cool. So there's some really cool franchises, a lot of them in the auto automotive world, which is good fun because a lot of that is very male. And of course, as a female speaking to a male audience, it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I've got some really interesting um, speaking events and conferences coming up. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about it actually. So there's, there's such great audiences and it's, it's where I come alive on stage and and they are so good at giving me great feedback and uh, and walking away with just one thing that they can implement straight away, um, which is my plan really, because um, we can't take in too much information. Even just in the short time that we've been talking, you know, I've mentioned quite a few different bits and pieces, but if someone can just hear it and take one thing from today's conversation and implement that, make it happen. I'm more than happy that I'm over the moon. Mm. You mentioned before you had uh, several books out. Uh, can you tell which one? What's the title? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you search for Lauren Clement on Amazon, you'll find my books on there. So Selling You was the first one I wrote about personal branding. It's very much around how you can start to have that confidence to sell yourself as a service. Um, the one that's just out just recently is called Finding Your Brand True North, and it takes you through that process of going around the Compass West, East, South, and North um, to really map out your personal brand and pull everything together into one solid identity um, that makes it really easy for you to consistently market yourself as a leader in your space. And I'm currently working on my next book, which is called Magnetic Leadership, um, and that's going to be much more around, you know, how do you become the number one? Um, how do you magnetize people? You know, especially if you're an introvert um, and you're really not into going out there and, and being, you know, loud and brash. I don't actually believe that a good personal brand is all about just being the loudest person in the room. I believe personal branding is about being the most confident person in the room, uh, that you are totally genuine and you're yourself. Um, and often that can be the quietest person in the room. 
Um, not the loudest. The loudest ones are often making a lot of noise because they're covering up the fact that they've got lots of um, doubt and they're not sure of themselves. So, um, yeah, you don't need to be an extrovert to have a great personal brand. It's not a prerequisite. But you do need to be compelling and you do need to engage people. Where can people find you on uh, social media or uh, the internet? Uh, if they go to my name, basically, you'll find me all over the place. If I hadn't positioned myself and become Googleicious, I wouldn't be a very good personal branding expert, would I? So you can type in my name, Lauren Clement, and you will find me on Google. Um, your Brand True North is the website, and Finding Your Brand True North is the name of the book on Amazon. But yeah, just type in my name and you'll find me there. Thank you for listening. If there's any topics you would like me to touch, feel free to reach out to me and I'll do my best to make it happen. I'm on most social media platforms and you could send me an email. You will find the links in the show notes. And also don't forget if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like it, please don't forget to subscribe at the end. Thank you and see you next time.